The Dane and Derek Show is an uncensored, unfiltered podcast. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. Hello and welcome to The Dane and Derek Show, a podcast where two nerdy friends keep in touch and shoot the shit. I'm Derek Aiello, a writer, director, and occasional D&D player, and with me as always is my buddy and friend, Dane Fogg. I'm Dane, a writer, musician, podcaster, and lover of tabletop RPGs. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. Uh, this week on the pod, I'd like to shout out my friend Kelly Duong for listening and really enjoying uh, some of the dialogue episodes we've done. Uh, I yeah. don't know you, Kelly, but I wish I did. You sound cool. Kelly's very cool. I hope one day y'all can meet. But yeah. How are you doing, Dan? doing pretty good today i will say um i bit my lip really bad when i was working out this morning and no yeah it's like really fat in a corner um and so like i'm talking and i'm like having to consciously open my mouth and move around it or i'll like bite my my own lip again and i'm like worried i'm so self-conscious right now that i'm i'm i sound funny um well if it makes you feel better you don't sound funny and i wouldn't have noticed and also there's no video, so no one knows. I know, I know. So here I am. I I, I don't know. I just thought I'd let everyone in on that, on on my uh, name naming my anxiety here. <laughs> Fair, you know, it's good to get it out there. Then you can defeat it. Mm-hmm. Um, which, speaking of like doing things in a day, um, what's an unnegotiable an unnegotiable part of your day? Uh. Damn. Um, here's the thing. Honestly, almost everything is negotiable. Um, <laughs> almost everything. There are very few exceptions. Uh, exception one, I need all three meals. I, I have to have them. Um, I can get away with less sleep. It's not great for me, but I can get away with it. I cannot get away with truly skipping uh, too many meals in a row. I will fall apart like nobody's business. Um, so huh. that's completely unnegotiable. And currently the other, other non-negotiable part of my day is, um, studying for the LSAT. So, and that's new and will not last forever, of course, but that is truly not negotiable right now. Um, that would make sense. You yeah. kind of want to pass that. I do. I do. I want to do well. This is true. Uh, there are things that I am deeply loath to give up. Uh, like I loathe giving up whatever creative time I've set aside for writing or, or editing podcast stuff. I, I hate missing a workout if I don't have to. Um, I try and read and play the piano at least once a day. I, I hate when I miss that. Um, mm-hmm. gotcha. And, and then I, you know what? One other completely non-negotiable part. I need to see my partner. I, mm. I, I, a day when I'm like, a day I could have spent a little bit of time, even just even just an hour, uh, with my my partner Gracie, um, that I didn't get the chance to like like if she's out of town, I mean you know whatever. But if she's in the house and I haven't made that effort, um, that's a really bad day. So yeah. Oh. What about you? For me, it's 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 pretty simple. I'm a I'm a very simple person. I have one unnegotiable part of my day and that's i have to shower i have to shower in the morning uh if i don't shower in the morning 
before I start my day, the day's a wash. And even if I shower in the afternoon, it, it's still, I'm completely offset for the day and it, it just doesn't go well. Um, mm. It's how I wake up. It's how I start my day. It's just, it's, it's where I have, it's where I think it's where I sort of like plot out exactly what I want to do. And it's just sort of like, it's like, that's more of an alarm clock than my actual alarm clock. So me showering knows it's time to get up. Like for instance, today was a great day. I got up at seven, I worked out and then I showered and I was like, great, it's eight o'clock time to go do everything else I need to do. And I have had a wonderful, wonderful day today. Um, but some days where I wake up and it's 1 p.m. and I go, all right, I guess I'm going to go shower at 1 p.m. I guess I just don't have a, a anything. But there, there, there you go. Um, so yeah, that's my unnegotiable showering once a day. Gotta, gotta say, I'm kind of with you. I love showering. I didn't really think about my shower, but very, very key part of my day. Not I, I I've, I've survived without. Those. We all so have, yeah. But still, it's just I don't know. I I mean, here's a question: Do you take a long shower or a short shower? I take way too long a shower. <laughs> like I'm the opposite. Way too long. <laughs> hmm. I'm see. I'm the opposite. I take I a good shower for me is under ten minutes, and a great shower is under five. Wow. Uh, like forty minutes sometimes. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's terrible it's horrible oh my i just love being in the water i love being in the water wow well i I like water too see i think i think it's a holdover (laughs) from the days when i was a competitive swimmer when most days i would have i will have spent like almost three hours in water and like it feels weird to not have done something like that even now. So like, I think I take really long showers because of that. Wow. Um, yeah, but that it makes is sense. terrible. It is horrible. Like I feel <laughs> bad about it every day. I'm like, this is terrible for the environment. This is terrible for our water bill. This is terrible for like my productivity <laughs> and time. I share this bathroom with Gracie. She might need to get in here. And I do it anyways. <laughs> One of these days, you just got to like write yourself a coupon, like a guilt-free two-hour-long shower, and you just got to do it. Yeah, I should. See, at that point, I should just go to like a hot springs because it's the same Ooh. thing. It's the same thing for me. Like, I just I like see. being in comfy water for like a long time. Ah. Yeah. Oh. Good to know. Good to know. I should just get you a container of water. For just your water. Just, Which, just, just Wawa water. Just Wawa. H two O. Your birthday already happened, right? February sixth. Yeah, February first. Uh, February first. Oh, right. Happy belated birthday, my friend. Thank you. Question: Do you remember when mm-hmm. we did the ice bucket challenge? By the way, yeah. listeners, do you remember the ice bucket challenge? <laughs> Um, I think that video is it. I have it somewhere. If it's not on the internet, I have it. I have a file somewhere. Maybe I can include that someplace. Yeah. I remember we kind of did a bit. Yeah, I was not comfy. I remember we did a bit where I was grumpy about it. Yeah. 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 You were just, you were so grumpy, like grumpy with like an O. Yeah. Grumpy. grumpy. (laughs) There it is. (laughs) Uh, 
speaking of not being grumpy, uh, mm-hmm. Dane, when you're not grumpy, what's what does your artistic process look like, just in general? Ooh. I know it's a big They're question. They're coming at me with big questions. The real, the real thing, the real deal. I know. Um, artistic process. Yeah. Okay, I will start at the beginning because there are basically two there are two instances in which I make uh, art and I'm meaning this broadly I'm talking the podcast I'm talking poems I'm talking the novels I'm talking music whatever it is there's there's two processes that I use and they're about the what I need the art to be there is the I'm on a deadline I am making work for a very specific purpose or I'm making work for its own sake. And I'll go over work for its a specific purpose first because it's it'll be quicker and it'll make more sense. This is sort of the process I would do with most um, film soundtracks I used to do back in the day. Mm. This is the what I do when I approach um, typically uh, music for the podcast. This music needs to be in this case, it's it's mostly music. Occasionally, I'll do with this with writing too, but not quite as often. But this music needs to serve a purpose first and foremost, and it cannot wait for anything. Gotcha. <clears throat> like you know, if if I get a call, if or in the in the past, if I got a call on a Tuesday night and the director's like, I need it in a week, it needs to be done in a week. I can't sit around waiting for a perfect idea that more often than not in all of these cases, there are, there are things that need to be done. There are themes that need to be connected to characters. There are, uh, structures that need to be filled in the case of films. The film is 20 minutes long. So there needs to be 20 minutes of music. Right. And in those cases, honestly, I just do it. Like, it's not like there isn't a specific process beyond like, like there's a, there's a, there's a certain process of like, okay, I'll do a first draft. I'll, I'll create some melodies or I'll, I'll do this like first chunk of things, the initial creation. I'll do a first round of edits. If I need to send it to somebody to take a look at it or any, or I need some feedback, I'll, I'll do that, bring it back next round of edits, do whatever I need to do to make it a final, a final draft, final copy, final, whatever, put it out the door. But it's not a process of like, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to, do a lot of thinking it's a lot of like in the case of music since this is when i've done it the most it's like i'm gonna just pound on the keys and if something comes out that is like good enough i'll write it down and then boom that's like where i'll go like this happened just a couple weeks ago where i was like da, 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 and i made I made a little melody and i was like there it is there's the melody i'm not gonna look for a quote-unquote better or perfect melody mm-hmm. i'm going to take what i have and I'm going to string it out and twist it and play with it and build on it and do all of these things and grow it. And honestly, that tends to work much better in these cases because it's like, I will come to something that I like probably. Um, but my philosophy on this is you're trying to sort of, you're trying to almost like win a game. Like it's, it's like you're trying to succeed at something. Uh, it, it's not good enough if you just if you you learned something, you know, 
you, you need mm-hmm. this thing. And so I don't concern myself with making perfect art. I don't concern myself with being perfectly happy or thinking that was like the best I could do in that moment. Um, I kind of think about it like a baseball game to win a baseball game. You can't just hit home runs every time. Like you literally won't, you can't, you can't, you can't try to come sit down and be like, I'm going to try and hit a home run today. And if you don't, you're like, eh, whatever. I'll just throw all my doubles and singles and triples and move on. And I'll try again. And eventually I'll have put together 20 home runs and that's a complete like piece or whatever. You need to hit some singles. You need to hit some doubles because the game is happening right fucking now and it has to be done. Um, mm. And it's good enough, right? It's good enough because, you know, it it has to be. So that's been, that's my philosophy with that is like, do good, solid work, approach it kind of like a craftsman almost. Um, on the other hand, if I'm making work, that's for me. If that mm-hmm. makes sense, like truly for me, and this is like, this is the novels I've worked on. This is all of my poetry I've ever done. This is, um, this is the anthologies in Diceology. Like there's a part of Diceology that's, that's very workmanlike because the episode has to come out on time and, you know, it, it, certain things about it just have to be done. But there is a process of when you're when I'm coming up with an anthology itself and doing like the creative groundwork that is much more freeform and I will wait for mm-hmm. the right thing. And the process for me on this side works like this. Um, I I'm not a person who believes in uh, waiting for a muse. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, there are definitely days when like inspiration is just flowing or, or something's working better than other days. But the way I think about it is you have to sit down and open the door for the muse to walk in. You can't wait for her to knock, so to speak. Mm. Um, like, uh, so I, I try and my process is usually sitting down as close to every day I, as I can. And, and putting some work in and it's much less like something has to be done, but it's more like opening up the space for something to be done. And at worst, what happens is like, maybe I'll have written a thousand words and it's bad. And I'm like, well, worked out some bad ideas. I'll uh, throw that aside. And you know, now it's out. Now I've learned. Now I've gotten something. Some progress was made or, um, in other or other days, it's like, wow, that was, that was a beautiful 2,500 words. Uh, I probably won't do tons of edits on that. Or this poem is just done. I'm never going to, I'm not going to touch it again unless I'm going to format it to send it to a publishing um, uh, group. So it's, it's much more um, about being present and doing consistent work, making sure that like I'm ready for a good moment. Um, or in, in the case of there's not a good moment, doing some solid work and improving it later. But my process is actually, I tend to start with like a color or a feeling mm. um, and build out from there um, and, and and try to just sort of like 
it's all about capturing that feeling. Like a piece I did a while ago called Sin and Lavender is entirely about the colors indigo and gold and being in a small apartment room uh, during a rainy day. Like, I just wanted people to feel that um, beyond anything else. Like, that's where it started with that feeling. And then it kind of evolved into this thing of like, oh, this is about the feelings of connection and and how people um, support you through uh, your 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 emotional pains. You know, like that's how that kind of evolved um or uh like 11 jump gates essentially started as um the feeling of me when i was in prague uh looking up um at like this this older architecture this architecture from the, the from like the 16 1700s looking up at it and thinking about how all of our modern technology still is here and then um and then imagining a future later a future i don't really fully understand or can conceive of laid over the top of this that these bones will still be here um and that combined with like the color pink um uh. and so like that's that's the process is it starts there and it's all about teasing that out into a story I want to tell or um, prose I want to write. And, but it's all about working back there and communicating that feeling to somebody that like that vibe. And, you know, I can't guarantee that someone's going to like pick up exactly what I'm putting down, but I want to make that connection. Um, Mm -hmm. So I have to constantly be coming back to my, my original feelings um, over and over again so that the, that stays genuine through the piece so that whatever someone gets out of it is also genuine, right? Even if it isn't exactly what I meant, I want the other person to have a genuine reaction to it. So I have to stay genuine to my feelings. Gotcha. 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 Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. I, I think that that's, that's like, I think pretty similar to, it's like similar in some ways and similar and different and, and, and different in other ways, of course, to my sort of process. Like things definitely start with a feeling and that feeling gets worked into a thesis. And then from that thesis, I try and extrapolate based on other things I may have read, seen or heard or things that just, you know, I let my imagination run wild. And then I try and, you know, see exactly what, you know, like, like, what am I trying to do here? Like the short film that I just finished, Heroes Pizza, it started with like, you know, a feeling of wanting to reconnect with people. Mm-hmm. And then that became the thesis of like, how do you connect with people when you're separated? And then that got extrapolated into what if I just drove to a different state to say hi to a friend? And then that became, well, what if I was giving them a pizza somehow? Somehow I made the connection that it should be a pizza. Mm-hmm. And from there, you know, it became the story about a down on his luck pizza delivery guy that makes a cross state journey. And, you know, that's how like the, the idea forms, but it's usually like years of acquiring feelings and things and reiterating the same thought. Like I'd written like three or four other pizza guy delivery movies before this. And I had written several other films about reconnecting and trying to connect with people before this, but it was sort of at the right time in the right place where the two things kind of mesh together to create the one thing. 
And so there's like a part of it where it like, for me, it's like, you know, creating a thousand clay pots in a year to make one good one. It's iteration. Yeah. Iteration, you know, finishing things, just doing them over and over again. And, you know, eventually figuring something out, out of nothing. Um, But lately I've, I've been like really trying to rely more on, the things that I can make out of a thesis versus just my feelings, because I've noticed that my worst films are the ones where I had a feeling going into it, mm-hmm. but at every step of the way, my feeling changed gotcha. and, that, and it's reflected in the work as being inconsistent. So I'm really trying to rely more on that sort of thesis that I craft and really like I, I it's part of, I think why I've, be, I've leaned more into screenwriting lately is because that becomes like the thesis and that becomes like a guiding set of principles for me to follow more so than ever. Um, and so oft, very mo- more than often, I will, uh, more often than not, I will write a screenplay and I will rewrite that screenplay and I will just keep rewriting that screenplay until I get it to a point where someone tells me I should make it because I've, I've, I've overwritten at that point. And in the past, you know, I, I was definitely at a point where I would, Instead of, you know, I'd write like one or two drafts and then eventually just go on to just trying to shoot it and leap into it a little too quick. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I think uh, I'm, I'm getting better at, you know, partially because of the world state, partially because of just I'm getting older as an artist and I, I, I know what I want to do a bit better these days than I used to. I mean, fair. I would hope. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> if I'm not getting... If you're, I feel like if you're not trying to improve upon the systems you've put in place already, or if you're not trying to improve the way you think about your work, I feel like that that's when you get to like that, that real not good part of art where you can only make art about art and it just becomes like a vicious like Ouroboros or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want to get into that zone again because I've definitely been there. You know, it's like the classic problem of like film school students can only make films about being in film school. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. because like, what have you experienced? You know, nothing outside, besides film school. And I, I don't want to ever end up back there again, but you know, you can't control yeah. everything. Yeah. No, I think. So it sounds to me like you, you're reaching this combination of like, you're trying to approach things intellectually a little bit more like um or maybe not intellectually um consciously uh you're 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 very being very conscientious about what you are trying to make and you take that and you work it again and again and again and again until you hit the right the right notes on it almost um that's a very I don't mean this in a bad way. This that's a very classic way of making art. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, well, the, I mean, the, that's probably. I hope that that I you know now that you say it, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. It's 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 a it's a great way to do it. You know, like you you're, you're right. Make a thousand pots in a year, right? Make a thousand pots, and you get the good one. You know, mm-hmm. um, yeah. It's it's ironically though helped me slow down. You know, it's helped <laughs> me it's helped me slow down a little bit and focus more on the few good ideas I have versus coming up with 
a hundred mediocre ideas I have, you know, mm-hmm. you know, me, making, I'm always, yeah. yeah, you're making, you're working on a singular type of pot in an attempt to master it as opposed to trying to make a hundred different types of work. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm not trying to just get good at pottery in general. I'm trying to get good at specifically making teapots. Mm-hmm. That's that. That's, I think, the big difference between me now and me 10 years ago when we were like in high school yep. trying to do all this, you know? Yeah. 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 No, I feel that. I feel that. And I'll say that I think the thing that that has changed for me is that I'm trying to be braver about my work. Mm. Um, because I so frequently, I so like, I so frequently write things that I do not feel are traditional in a sense. Um, or fit mm-hmm. a lot of molds, um, both in like, like in my podcast, um, <laughs> we we just started our our most recent anthology, and the first couple episodes are they're a fantasy story, sure, but it's really a story about domestic abuse, um, mm. because that's the story me and the my creative partner wanted to tell. That's what we wanted to do. So we wanted right. to talk about issues um, or in my own writing, I don't want to write a necessarily what is like a highly uh, Western, uh, you know, three act structure, conflict driven, driven novel. I want to do something else. I want to do something a little more four act structure, a little more, um, a little more, uh, impressionistic and that's really nerve wracking. Um, I sometimes get all wrapped up around whether or not I'm making art right. And more and more I've, I've been trying to be brave and think I want to make the sort of art that I want to read. I want to listen to, I want to take in it. Cause it's this, I, this is like things I crave. I, I look for. Um, and so that's the thing I should be making regardless of, of, whether or not it makes sense, so to speak. Yeah. And I, and I I think, you know, like, especially for like your podcast or a novel, you're going to be living with that art for a long time. Yes. And that's, that is difficult. You know, you don't want to be writing something that you think will, that other people will like and be successful traditionally if you're going to hate it the whole time. Yeah. And that's, I think, something that I've always admired about you as an artist is you, you know what you like and, and, and you know what you want, even if you don't necessarily do it all the time, you know what you like. And that's, that's like all you really need to, it's, it's, it's weird, right? Cause like, you know, people think like you need all these talent and all these skills, which like, you know, to some extent you do to be an artist, but really you just need to know what you like. You need to have some kind of taste, some kind of you know, like not like a box to put yourself in, but you know, a palette of which you like to paint with. Yeah. You need taste and you need the persistence to develop your skills. Yes. Cause it takes so much time, mm-hmm. so yeah. much time. 
And I yeah. think that, yeah. And, 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 and that'll unfortunately end a good, you know, budding artist before like, like not like end end, but like, you know, get someone to switch career paths before their time, but before they're, you know, before they blossom. Mm-hmm. And I think that, yeah. and that's really upsetting. It's, it's sad. And I, I also think that so often I think we, we purely judge the quality and the successfulness of a the and or not success the the success of an artist based upon mainstream success yeah um, and mainstream success in one's youth also yes right like <sighs> like george lucas <laughs> yeah actually that's a pretty good that's a pretty good equivalency um when i really think that that's um a bit of a, a bit of a, I think it's a bit of a, a bit distracting, right? Like, yeah, not all art is commercially viable, you know, not Mm -hmm. all art can be the, the MCU or star Wars. It it just can't. Um, some art doesn't have to be, no, it shouldn't be honestly. Um, and I, I, this is me speaking as a person who enjoys both of the things I mentioned, but it, it really shouldn't be. Um, but we, there need to be people who are willing to write very good poetry and make their living doing something else. You know, there need to be painters who don't hit their stride until their sixties when they have the time, you know? Yeah. And I think that I think that there there's a patience to art that takes that we forget is because of the pace with which commercial art has risen, you know. Um, right. Like not to throw it all at Hollywood's feet, but Hollywood is maybe the first big big example of this, maybe Broadway before before Hollywood um yeah but the the pace at which people are expected to become successful or or whatnot like the other thing is like think about all the artists who were never recognized until after their death van gogh for god's sake arguably the most one inarguably one of the most famous painters to have ever lived um his work is beloved and all right not when he was alive and that's and and that's sad that's truly sad but it is important to remember that um these things are not all immediate you need yeah you need time so be yeah i would i would encourage anybody listening who does anything creative be persistent enjoy your work there is value in what you do um and I hope to read it, see it, hear it, live it someday. Yeah, I agree with that sentiment. And I think that's a good place to stop for today because we are out of time. That uh, we are. That's it for this week, everyone. Uh, you can see what movies I'm watching on Letterboxd at Derek Ayello and at Derek Ayello uh, elsewhere. Dane, where can we find you and your work? 
Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Dane underscore, underscore Fogdahl, and you can listen to my show Diceology, like the Science of Dice, on iTunes, Stitcher, or Spotify. Yeah. Persistence, patience, and time. Big mm-hmm. three. The big, the PPT. Uh, <laughs> PTP? TPP. PP. TP. I don't know. Yeah, I don't well, know. There's something there. We'll workshop there. there. Yeah, yeah. Iteration. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll see you next week. Catch you later.